Now listening to Lost Cast, the Lost Decade Games podcast. Welcome to Lost Cast, episode 242. I am a very sleepy Matt Hackett. And I'm uh, not as sleepy Jeff Blair. I'm surprised you get back from the dentist. I'm surprised you don't sound awful and are super sleepy. Yeah, well, I didn't really have anything major done. And they didn't, you know, give me any drugs. Major done. Was it major done that cleaned your teeth? It was. <laughs> you should you should get a doctor to do it. Excuse me. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to keep that sneeze just for our listeners. You are welcome. <laughs> you are the laziest podcast editor I I've s- ever I known. I said I was sleepy. That's true. <laughs> it was a disclaimer <laughs> right at the beginning. <laughs> oh, uh, man. So, big news. You want to talk about it? Big news? I like big news. At least in the indie world. I mean, uh, was it my brother? I don't think he even knew. And this is a dude he's been working in AAA for like 15 years. I don't think he even knew what Humble was. But what? Yeah, yeah, seriously. How do you not I've, know what Humble is? I've talked to plenty of people who've never heard of Steam. You know, like we live in a bubble. We're not I aware sure of, we do. You know, like we, we speak in jargon and we are embedded in the industry and no one knows what we're talking about. We should uh, acknowledge our nerdyism, right? But anyway, IGN, a lot of people have heard of IGN. I feel like IGN's way better known than most of the stuff. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, IGN better known than Steam, maybe? Yes? No? I mean, I don't know. These days, I would say maybe not. But I, it's hard. You know, this is one of those scenarios where, like, I've never really been that interested in IGN. Like, I've sort of heard about them. But I don't visit their site. I don't consume yeah. any products that they make uh, or videos. Like, I, I mean... I know that they're a gaming journalist site. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I used to subscribe to the magazine, or I would at least borrow it from friends when they were done reading it or something. They had a magazine, right? Man, I'm sure they did. I don't know. I My parents were never the <laughs> kind of parents that bought me magazine subscriptions for video games. Yeah. EGM, I, definitely. I have heard EGM, of EGM. Yes. I, I do yeah. remember that. Um, I that know like I subscribed to that one for a while. Really early on. But yeah, yeah. I, I never got like Nintendo Power or anything like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had that for a bit. They shuttered, actually not that long ago, just a few years, few precious years. Here's something I was trying to think about. What does IGN even stand for? Uh, <laughs> International <laughs> Gaming Nation. News? Because <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, yeah, maybe. International Gaming News. Let's see. Maybe we're gonna find never look anything up on the fly. I am, <laughs> I am Wikipediaing it. It's not a good verb. Googling it right now. Yes. So I Google uh, one, right? It's Yahooing, binging. No, it just doesn't work. Imagine Games Network. Imagine Games Network. I did not see that coming. No. Isn't Imagine the name of um, Ron Howard's company? Imagine that's everyone's got to be using that, right? Like you, that's why we have names like um, Red Hook. Lost decade, right? Like, <laughs> it's probably fucks. You got to put, you know, it's got to be something imagined. Right. Well, anyway. Like we're all out of like single word things, right? Yeah, now. those are all done. Those are all, someone owns everything. The word like, scrolls, you'll get sued if you use the word scrolls these days, right? Been another decade or two. It's you can these start, kids these days. <laughs> you can only start a company with three word names. It's like domain yeah. names, right? Like you can't get like good domain names anymore. That's true. That's a fact. That's a fact. Unless you pay like uh, up to bajillion dollars for it or whatever. Dot com is taken. That's why they might like we migrate, right? Now it's like, okay, dot IO, itch dot IO, name of game dot IO. And then those will, those will run out. And then in two years, it'll be like dot 
indie game. I don't know. LDG dot lame or something. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to register that right now. Or else someone will. It's true. That's a hot, hot item. Maybe it's already registered. It's like a, a an anti-fan site. I don't know. Ooh, I'd love that. That'd be great. <laughs> That's a sign that you've made it, right? That's true. Yeah. People hate you. We're not, we're not worthy. We got to do something people actually <laughs> pay attention to. Anyway, then to get upset about, yeah. Okay, man, what a rambly start. Uh, IGN bought Humble, everybody, and that's kind of a big deal, right? Right. Yeah. It took us 13 minutes to get to that first important piece of news. <laughs> hey, who's counting? <laughs> What's counting? Yes. Well, actually, you? no, it's not 13 minutes of podcast because you and I yeah. were BSing before the show. That should have been a sign to it. Yeah, we rambled for like, it was like almost 10 minutes before we even were like, "Oh, should we record or something?" We were recording. Like, should we start? I don't know. It's late in the day. I feel like this is a weird day. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of a busy day, so we're podcasting late. And it's like, oh know. yeah, podcast. <laughs> we're like more, more lazy than usual. Yeah. I just, Anyways. I'm going to take a nap after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Humble. We're trying to stay on topic. Humble, Humble was button. purchased. It's yeah. no longer independent. And that's kind of a big deal because it started as independent. And that's, I think, one of the reasons it got so much trust right like yeah people were, yeah humble i'll give you my money it was like for indies by indies kind of thing you know exactly yeah so i think a lot of the appeal initially was and that and the charity right like they were big about um donating money to charity right pay what you want you can decide how much of it goes to charity you too can pay as little as you want to charity right <laughs> you can give one penny to charity yes you can but like if you look at the leaderboards you know i mean i don't know it's here's the interesting thing about this whole scenario right is that like what is the financial state of humble bundle now right like i i think that being sold to ign sends a pretty strong message at least to me that they are not doing so hot really yeah i mean i don't know that's just my take uh because like why why else would you sell right like if you're doing great right i i think it either has to be one of two things right either they're not doing spectacularly uh or two they're just like tired of running it right like they mm. were you know the overgrowth guy or at least one of them maybe both of them i don't remember um kind of started humble as like a side thing right and they've been working on yeah. overgrowth and you know whatever else maintain the other games or whatever right um so maybe they just want to get back to game development right maybe they just want to get out of the game of hey i'm running like a large venture capital backed business like this is nice and i like money but and, and you know i assume they like what they're doing right like obviously charity is a good cause and you know bringing the game bundle thing to the marketplace is cool so i mean there's a lot to be proud of there but yeah maybe they're done you know and i could kind of see that because there's been a lot of competitors right like bundle stars bundle in a box bundle <laughs> two door bundles of bundles yo dog i heard you like bundles yes exactly put a bundle in your bundle amazon bundles i'm sure is coming soon yeah and they all email us and like i think we tried it's it's standard for us right we tried platforms before we tried a couple of bundles and we were like oh just as we thought humble pretty good everything else not worth eh. it no and it's yeah. really not worth from our experience just from not our, yeah. worth and the time. that could just be our product right like who knows maybe yes. other people will have much bigger success with with different they do services. for sure yeah i've seen some articles and you know a lot of them are still around doing great so they wouldn't exist and people wouldn't you know contribute forever if they weren't doing right. something for them so it's got to be some value there and 
you know, just to kind of bring it back to the jump thing that we talked about pretty recently, like that's sort of a different idea, right? Like, uh, it's kind of like a long-term bundle for your game, right? Like you pay 10 bucks a month or whatever it is. And then you have access to all these games. Um, so, I mean, that's, I wonder if they're going to be like Netflix though, where like, you know how stuff comes and goes on Netflix, like they lose the license and the rights to certain stuff. Yeah. I hate that. I wish it was just permanent. Once it's yeah. there, it's forever there, like like the internet is, right? But that's not how these business deals work, you know? They say, nah. you know, like, hey, we'll license you all of Disney content for five years and you pay us, you know, a bajillion dollars or whatever, and <laughs> here we go. It's probably about that. It's probably, yeah. it's probably, it's probably exactly a bajillion dollars. I looked at their uh, financials. You... <laughs> I talked to <laughs> you, their You did the math. I did. <laughs> you put on glasses, you crunched the numbers. <laughs> We have to wear glasses when you crunch numbers. That's just... <laughs> you have to. I also, you see the numbers. It's crazy. Exactly. Brain can't think about numbers without glasses on. Uh, you did my favorite thing, which is mention a prior Lost Cast. So I'll put a link to that one. It was... I know. Um, I'm getting better at this whole podcasting thing, right? <laughs> it only took 241 episodes. Two? Uh, one. This is number two. You're in it right now. You're oh, doing it. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> 241.25 uh, podcasts under wow. your belt right now. <laughs> I like that one because it's one of the most esoteric names there is. It's um, Lost Cast 229 Nephthys for Games. Yes. No one will get that. <laughs> you love it. That's the most esoteric LDG that you get. That's the, the ninth level of LDG hell <laughs> right there. Should we explain it? Uh, no. Or should, just, we, should, we conti- <laughs> should we continue with the podcast? Let's just leave everybody confused and, and move right. along with our lives. <laughs> All right. I'll post on Patreon or something. Uh, so I'm looking at the Humble Bundle on Crunchbase right now. Pretty interesting. Founded March 1st, 2010 by uh, Jeffrey Rosen and John Graham, who were two of the Wolf Fire folks. Both of them? Yeah. Because I know uh, so Rosen was. I just didn't know yeah, who the other so, guy was. Right. And I'm, I think Jeffrey Rosen is the one who's the lead developer in Overgrowth, which he's just been working on in earnest for like 90,000 years. But it looks really cool. So worth so, it, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, well, he's <laughs> probably set for quite a while based on Humble. I mean... Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it sounded like in there uh, in Wolf Fire... Okay, talking out of my ass here, we should really just in- try to interview him at some point or something. Yeah, <laughs> we should really talk, maybe talk to them. Go straight to the, the, the horse's mouth for this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would imagine they were, you know, standard indie around, um, you know, prior to 2010. Uh, stragglers, right? Like, we're all, we all struggle. And then they did Humble, which like, Oh, well, that took off. Now you never have to worry about uh, money again. So you can just develop whatever you want. And they maybe. did. They made... <laughs> maybe. But they've been, you know, working on Overgrowth. And then uh, what was that game? There was a seven-day... No, not seven-day. The first-person shooter roguelike. Maybe it was a seven-day roguelike. They made... Um, ugh, <laughs> I gotta Google it now. Wolf Fire Shooter. It was a really cool first-person oh, shooter. Oh, Receiver. Receiver. Uh, really well short... Received. Hey, look at you. <laughs> I know. Right? I'm on the I'm on my game today. Yeah, I'll give you a slow clap. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I played, did you check out Receiver? Did you play that one? I did not, I, but I didn't play a whole lot. It's kind of cool because the way that you like, um, you cock your gun is you have to like walk through this pattern. It's it's neat. It's a, it's a clever game. Yeah, I mean, but I remember anyway. hearing about it when it came out. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't really have the inclination to try a lot of FPS games for whatever reason uh to me there's too many and it's not really my 
cup of tea bag cup yeah of tea. i mean i like him i play him you know i'll bitch about doom for an hour on the podcast <laughs> or whatever but like you know I, i'm not i don't go out of my way to try all the uh, well, fps's and i'm at the point where i'm so far behind that i'm i'm just like useless well here's the thing for me like uh when fps's went true 3d that was sort of like my breakdown point because my brain uh, can't handle that many dimensions yeah I, I'm kind of there with you. I mean, I did play, like, okay, I played uh, 500 hours of Left 4 Dead. So right. I have the capacity to get really into some FPS. But, you know, I mean, I doubt that compares with the time that I've put into Doom, Doom 2, and Duke Nukem. Like, when I was growing up, that's probably the tens of thousands of hours, I would just guess. Like, that was what my friends and I did after school, was just, like, get on your modem and play some Doom 2 and laugh. <laughs> laugh laugh until 10 p.m yeah it was just hilarious it was it was awesome but yeah i'm kind of there with you yeah anyway yeah anyways um humble bundle <laughs> we we think they do well we so assume. yeah yeah we're kind of walking through the the history here um they went they did the store not terribly long ago and um i want to say it was either this year or last who knows within the last few years they got into publishing too so they have been publishing um, their own games, like so, they're humble exclusives, and then they had right. that thing too, the um, the monthly, humble monthly. This has actually been suggested to us um, by our listeners before to get involved with that. Yeah, to do it. Um, the reason I never did is because I can't even work through my static queue on Steam. You know, like it's it just sits there; it doesn't increase, right? But then right. I just I feel like just by existing as a gamer, it's like oh. Well, that game I wanted is a dollar now. I have to buy it. Or someone will be like, here's here's a key. So I guess it isn't this, never really a static key, right? Like it increases say, all yeah. all the time. So with the idea of getting over $100 in games for just $12 a month every month, like uh, the my queue would kill me. Yeah. It would manifest into reality and, you know, well, smother me. It's kind of like the jump stuff too, right? Like, uh, although I think I would... Um, I think I would be more apt to play something on Jump than... I don't really know exactly how the Humble Monthly thing actually works, so I could be just completely wrong here, but it's like a rotating set of games, right? Or do you um, get them for free? Or not for free, but you get them as part of the subscription to keep forever? So, yes, they're forever, um, is my understanding. So here's how it works. There's several different plans you can pick from, but basically the way it works is uh, you give them 12 bucks a month, they give you a hundred bucks worth of games and there you go. Next month it'll happen again. So as long as you're subscribing every month, you get like, boom, here's a package and you right. know, it's going to be good games with good deals. So it's a good kind of catch all. Like if you're a PC gamer, if you sign up for humble monthly, you know, you can just kind of stop paying attention to steam sales and stuff and not feel like you're really missing out. You know, like you'll get a, a nice mix in there from what right. it looks like of, well, I'm really advertising this for them. <laughs> sign up, sign up today. You can save nine ninety nine. I I don't know. I'm not even a fan, uh, you know a customer, but it, it, I like the idea. I think it's a cool idea. I see Super Hot in here. I loved Super Hot. You can go look and see what they used to have uh, in prior months to kind of get a feel for what you can expect. Right. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. But what did I hear? I don't know. I didn't hear anything. I, I want to say like I heard it was doing great, or I heard it wasn't doing. I don't know. I have like, no idea. Which is all just speculation. The voices <laughs> in your head probably. <laughs> yeah i can't help but see a thing like that and just think about like oh man wouldn't you just love to know the numbers oh yeah well behind, I mean, you know mm. all this stuff that humble's invested in i especially with his news of the acquisition like i'm really interested know you know like how's yeah. their bundle business doing how does their music and comic book and other novel bundles do right 
a lot of these numbers were actually open, right? Like they, uh, there used to be a site or maybe it's a Wikipedia that people were cataloging how much each bundle made, like in terms right. of gross. Yeah, because those numbers are there. We don't know things like what the splits are. We don't know stuff like taxes. We don't know what their burn rate is. We don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I the Crunchbase page shows 50 to 100 employees. Wow. That's significant, right? Yeah. yeah like that's, that's, that's actually more, a lot more than I would think. They I would have guessed a couple though, of right? dozen. I think so. And, you know, something we should mention, too. The reason I went to their Crunchbase page in the first place is because I was looking for... Um, they got investment at right. some point. Was it Hack uh, Y Combinator? Uh, I feel like it yes. could have been. Ooh, yeah. whoa. Uh, Sequoia Capital and uh, SV Angel. Okay, so three investors. So we're talking, you know, it's not like they're selling to IGN as, you know, the from indie to corporate or whatever. Like, the investors have been on board for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think they anyway. had venture capital investment very early on. Which I'm is great. Fan. I don't right? know. I, I, mean, I like... I like Humble, and I think that they've, they're an amazing success story. And, I mean, just look at how much money they've given to charity and stuff. You know, it's it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I just kind of cool wonder, thing, like, man. you know, just what the state of the business is, right? Like, what's the mm-hmm. catalyst for the sale? Why now? You know? And, like... Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, there's, there's various reasons um, to sell. One of them could be that they don't want to manage it anymore. One could be, like... Um, that's a lot of money. I'll uh, yes, right. Like That's there are certain true. things. Yeah. Like I would sell. You know, there's not really anything that I own <laughs> that's like a <laughs> that doesn't have a I price would, tag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, within reason. Right. Anyways, I guess yeah. Who knows what the actual financial situation is down there? Whether or not it was they got tired of it, or they got a number that was too good to pass up, or they were like, well, the number's not that great, but we're not really you know <laughs> doing that well or whatever. So sometimes they just kind of want to um, ramp up, right? Like there might be things they want to do that they don't have the resources to do right now, but partnering with, you know, a company with deep pockets could help them reach their goals or whatever. Right. It would be yeah. interesting to know what the exit was for the, you know, for the founders and the venture capitalists that, that were yeah, back in them, right? like, that. did they get the money back? Was it like a one X, two X? Was it the fabled 10 X? Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would think it did pretty good. I don't know. I, yes, I don't know. I want to say yes, but I just, I don't know. I guess like they have low overhead, but 50 to 100 employees sounds like quite a bit of overhead. That is a lot. Um, So, especially with all the competition cropping up. I mean, I know that they're like the cream of the crop when it comes to bundles. And like, you know, we saw that from a monetary perspective too, but still, that increased competition has had to have some effect on their business, right? And and just the fact that the bundles have become, like, I bought a few bundles, right? Maybe one or two, three or four. I'm sure many people bought way more than I did, but, like, I feel like everybody gets that fatigue at some point where you're like, it's, okay, I, you know, I get it. Humble Bundle, charity, it's fantastic, but, like, <laughs> it's not as interesting anymore, you know? Like, the by yeah. the, you know, Humble Bundle 17 or whatever, you're like... Yeah, all right i get it it's cool yeah that's true there have been a whole lot too especially when they started branching out like we were in um humble roguelike bundle two that's a mouthful right, right. it it's wasn't like even a, a bundle humble prime and it was the, it was the second version of a, of a niche, niche bundle yeah. Yeah. <laughs> humble bundle roguelike two the roguelikening that was us <laughs> the roguelikening yes 
But even that did uh, decent, you know. They should have like just called figures. it like second tier roguelike bundle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the you've been emailing us for too long and we wanted to shut you up bundle. No, Subpar roguelikes bundle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kid. No, there were some good games in that bundle. Yeah, for sure. Um I don't know what being self deprecating, but I don't want to talk bad about other people's games. No, 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 of course. Yeah, no. We're garbage and everyone else is great. That's that's our MO. <laughs> yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Because um, I've got a massive library on Humble and I'm not like excited to manage it or looking forward to increasing it, really. Yeah. I don't know. And we made, I, I, I will know. buy more bundles, though. I will. <laughs> we definitely made like a decent chunk of cash, but like it wasn't that decent. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> It was very welcome, and I would have done it again in a heartbeat. It was completely worth it, but it wasn't like, you know, compared to our Steam sales, it was like a drop. Are you saying that you didn't like your yacht? Was <laughs> yes. the kitchen not big enough, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm greedy and insufferable. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. you know, it, I think it was. it's meant to be supplemental, and here we're like, will this buy us bread to eat <laughs> we're so hungry and it's like ah maybe for a month maybe like, okay <laughs> that's <Thanks>. enough <laughs> all right then yeah i think so you know just the fact that they sold the company is sort of interesting we could probably speculate all day about why they did or, or what the state of the company we is and maybe can. we'll sort of find out as things unfold right like we'll see what happens with humble uh, in its new home um but something else that I've seen talk of is sort of like um, a little bit of a conflict of interest, maybe, right? Like you've got a company who is reviewing games, you know, perhaps oh. objectively. I mean, obviously there's no objectiveness in journalism, right? We remember our talk with AJ. We had yeah. that big talk about all that stuff. So here I am again ooh, referencing ooh, another podcast. I love it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do it. Put a link in here. <laughs> right. But like, Last you know, Glasser. not to accuse them of anything. It's just interesting, right? That a company who, you know, does, you know, re uh, objectively review games to whatever degree they can uh, is now in the business of owning a company that, sells games to people and markets games to people and subscribes, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, who knows if there'll be any uh, crossover there or if they're just completely separate subsidies or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. Interesting to think about, though. You're not calling anyone shady by any means. You're just stating a fact that there will now be a company that writes reviews and they will own a company that sells games. Right. That's all. And you can extrapolate from that <laughs> what you will, right? But it is not a far stretch to to see how uh, if you gave a game a 10 and you're like, oh, by the way, it's a humble exclusive. Like, like <laughs> right, yeah. you can see how you can get there. I'm not saying, you know. And I don't even think it's like, I don't think it's that wrong, right? Honestly, like, I think that it's just something to keep in mind because all marketing is, you know, fairly shady to begin with, right? Like, that's right. They're all trying to get you to buy something and there's already big conglomerates of companies that own, you know, conflicting stuff. So personally, I don't really care that much, but I saw yeah. it brought up and, and, you know, people other than me care more about like the integrity of a business, you know, as a brand. Yeah. Like you don't want your entertainment and your education to be, you know, tainted by corporate stuff, right? Or right. like money. So uh, I wanted to point out that you can back 
Lost Cast on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Lost Decade Games, you can... <laughs> I kid, I kid. Did you see the irony? Did you, did you feel it? Did you I, get I it? felt it. Were you with me? Were you Deep with in me? my bones. Yeah. Yeah. So, isn't that a real shame when people... It's disgusting. They use their voice to... <laughs> <laughs> to try and sell you products to make money. Yeah, it's, it's gross. But for just $1 a month, you can back Lost Cast <laughs> <laughs> and help us... Uh, this is okay. Uh, or you can I help got us stay independent and we won't have to take that filthy IGN money. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Went right for the jugular. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against IGN. I, I don't really have any opinion on IGN one way or the other, honestly, but... No, no, no. Funny. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know what's funny? There's actually a, uh, a site called Hatreon now because apparently some people hate Patreon. Really? So yeah. w- what happens on Hatreon? Um, I think it's the same stuff. Oh, patreon.com. Oh, oh I, I thought it was it. like where you would give money to hate things. Oh, that kind of sounds interesting. <laughs> oh, that's that's just um like I don't know. Uh, I really hate politics. Something. Hey. That basically is politics, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same idea though. It's just that it's like an alternative for people who uh speech protection, privacy protection. Yeah, it's like probably, you know, Patreon did something their users didn't like. Ah, I see. And this is like backlash. It's like, all right, well, here's an alternative competition. I think that's good, I like that. right? I like that. Yeah, I like the philosophy in general, you know? I mean, that's kind of like the answer, right? Like, if you don't like something, make something better. Yeah, exactly. That's the, uh, that's and, the capitalist way. And then you soon realize, once you start making money, that there are reasons why people do all these things that you don't like. And then you become the, the monster. Yes. <laughs> that you always hated. It's the cycle of life. It's the circle. Okay. Circle. <laughs> I did that before the cast too. Uh, it's funny because I don't know if you lost cast listeners know this, but Jeff has no patience for singing, which is, I don't really sing much, but once in a while, <laughs> it really amuses me. I can, I can feel your distaste for it. You're like, Ugh, like you're disgust. Um, here's a fun little question. Total what? funding amount for Humble Bundle. What would you guess? <clears throat> that that they received from venture capitalists yes it's the lost cast guessing game with oh, your man. host or your participant jeff player <laughs> why am i always the participant in these like on the hot seat games oh yeah this will everyone will judge you based on your answer as i'm well. sure i'm gonna <laughs> go with 10 million dollars mm, i could see that i don't think that's that bad of an answer honestly it's uh 4.48 yeah. million dollars you know, i don't think you're that that too far off I was going to say between 5 and 10, but I decided to go. go on the high end of my, my guesstimate. That's about right. I thought that sounds like a lot of money to me. Whenever you ask me questions, I always <laughs> try and like, I feel like the way you ask it, you know, like sort of inferred that it was a surprising answer. Oh, so I see. I yeah. You, you or else you're like, me. why would you ask Matt? Like 4.4 million. That's a boring <laughs> number, Matt. <laughs> why would you? I knew <laughs> is it. Is that what it is? So I doubled it. You did. You were like that. The way Matt said that, it sounds exciting, right? So it must I'll be, double it. Yeah. No. Well, anyways, five million. That's uh, it's still quite a chunk of money, right? Five million bucks is yeah. nothing to scoff at. Absolutely. I'm very impressed. Yeah. So I wonder. Oh. I wonder what the purchase price was. Yeah, I would. I would pay to know. I would not pay five million to know. But here's the other I thing. I really want to know. Like, from the other end of the perspective, like, what does IGN want with Humble besides maybe? It, does make decent revenue and they're like we would like to essentially invest in this by paying you you know 
who knows, $50 million or whatever. See, that's the other thing. Uh, a company getting bought could be a sign that it was doing gangbusters. Could be, yeah. Like, it was doing great in the company, you know. The and maybe IGN buyers is are like, the, yes, please. Maybe IGN is failing. And they're like, Ooh. you know, they're like, well, I mean, I could honestly see how a lot of this, like, journalist stuff is getting worse for them, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, YouTube, Twitch, you know, all these things are cropping up, podcasts. Like, <laughs> I mean, I am obviously not representative of your average game consumer but like i haven't touched a game review site that didn't review our game to see what they said (laughs) you're so narcissistic i know but it's true like i just don't go to those sites because i just don't care what they have to say about games yeah i'm i'm right there with you i remember like you know i used to as i said earlier in the cast i used to subscribe to egm and i if i was interested in the game i would definitely read the review of it right i knew the the number or the scale remember those um which one was that? Maybe that was EGM that had the like the five heads for a scale, and it was oh, like yeah, yeah. It was the like sad the, faces right. or the like the really excited face. It was like really hard to get a five point You wouldn't see that one much. It was always like Zelda or Metroid would get like a perfect score, right? And it's like the crazy caffeinated gamer head. Yeah, that was Gamespot. Let me. I gotta look that up now. I don't even know what to Google there. I think it was head Gamespot ratings. <clears throat> head, yeah. Well, this could be might, might be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> my google foo is weak outside of programming <laughs> if i want to find some obscure javascript error i can do it but i can't find stuff like that yes gaming head ratings anyway um yeah i remember stuff like that you know ign if it was making its money through magazines before um so it's run by ziff davis and i know they've got other magazines yeah um that has been an industry that's been decreasing, you know, and I think a big part of surviving is moving to digital. And Humble is a really successful digital-only store. Right. Right. So there is that, because we had GameSpot purchase, uh, what did they buy? Was it Desura? Didn't they buy something else too, though? No, it was, um, was it Good Old Games? No. <laughs> I don't remember. We should, we should know these things. <laughs> you would think. We are uh, woefully out of touch with the industry. Anyway, it's not uh, it's not unheard of, right? Like um, to get into right. retailing, and I wonder too, because like uh, whether your magazine, like print, you know, or or uh, if you have a website, a lot of your income uh, comes from ads. And right. if you're advertising to like you know, go buy this game on Humble right now instead of like go buy this game on Steam, you could see much better returns on your ads, right? So it could be the kind of thing where like if we switch to this type of ad over time, you know, we could increase our revenue by 10% or whatever, right? It could be substantial, right? Right. But I mean, like, that kind of gets back to the earlier point, right? About, like, who's deciding to put an ad for this game you're reviewing on this article with links to the Humble Store owned by the same company, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, um, congregate. Congregate. GameSpot bought Congregate. GameStop. GameSpot. Stop. Stop. Ugh. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Why are they so similar? Because <laughs> GameStop is the retail store that sells reused games. Yes. And 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 new stuff as well, obviously. But like Right. Well that was head, like a step like away from retail hand. into digital. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that basically like the takeaway there is that digital retailers are are where to be at, right? Because right. they have like much lower overhead. Uh and it's it's easier to make more money, honestly. You don't have to worry about real estate and stuff. So yeah. GameStop bought Congregate. 
which is, this is funny actually just five minutes ago in the middle of this um, podcast i got an email from humble bundle humble bundle is joining forces with ign it's part oh, of their well. newsletter yeah i feel like that's sort of like i don't know maybe it was just colored by the opinions like when i first read the story i think i read it on hacker news which is probably like you know somewhat biases the way that i see the news right but it was like one of the things they were talking about was how that announcement like doesn't make it clear that they were acquired necessarily right it's like joining forces kind of implies a better relationship than we sold the company although who knows maybe it's not maybe it is more of a joining forces and less of a you know we bought you and now you're gonna wither on the vine like so many (laughs) yahoo acquisitions or something yeah, I, I looked at a couple different articles and one of them said something, uh, or the EGN, uh, sorry, IGN said something along the lines of, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. I guess that's kind of where my opinion on this whole thing is coming from, is that like, I'm just not very excited about it because I don't know what IGN is going to do for Humble that they couldn't have already done. And, you know, like, unless they have some, you know, master plan, I think it's just sort of a... You know, when I think about it, maybe it's they're, you know, trying to get away from relying on advertising, which many people block, especially gamers, because they're computer savvy most of the time. That's true. That's a good point. I bet their uh, fan base, right, of IGN probably has a larger percentage of ad block users than other journalist sites, probably. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe they're trying to, you know, like, well, we got to, we got to figure out a way to, to make more money get some revenue streams coming in that aren't related to ads because that industry is, you know, for one, it's just cutthroat and ruthless, right? Yeah. You're getting, you know, pennies for impressions and there's lots of scamming and there's lots of blocking and there's viruses that people, you know, the whole system kind of sucks for everybody, right? (laughs) Like no one loves it. No one likes ads, right? It's just sort of like the way it is. But I mean, I guess advertise people that are trying to get people to like click on their stuff, like they love it, but you know, it's not as good as other forms of marketing, I think. Right. It's interesting, you know, I think that you've been seeing people do more like, like ads are starting to be more uh, subversive, right? Like one of the things that ad blocking has done has started to make ads harder to detect, right? That's like true. people pay influencers and social media and stuff and, and YouTubers, right? Like there's, you know, I'm sure it's kind of one of those like, uh, cyclical things right where like every so often there's like a big bump about like who's paying these YouTubers to promote these games right it's the same concept right like <laughs> where's the objectivity or whatever right like if you're recommending this game for me to buy it is it because you're getting 10% or whatever yeah <clears throat> um, and I think that the the line is blurring right between your entertainment and your ads because if you watch let's say you've got a streamer that you watch uh, which is more and more common thing right and they just start playing a new game. And I think that they're legally... I mean, it probably depends on a lot of variables. But I, I'm pretty sure that in some contexts, they're um, legally obliged to be like, you know, this is a paid right. video, right? Um, but I'm sure that doesn't always happen. Um, but for the legal reasons or just whatever. Videos, too, is that like, you know... I feel like a lot of that stuff is buried. You know, it's either in the description or they say it at the beginning. And like, I'm the kind of person where if I am watching a video of something, I tend to skip around because... You know, I might not want to sit around for 20 or however many minutes they're going to talk about this thing, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of like skip around to see if I can find some some good points. So maybe don't know. Yeah. I mean, not that that's their fault, right? I'm just saying like it, it's harder to detect because things aren't 
as overtly, you know, here's a pop-up punch the monkey kind of advertising, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, that, that, you know, people had rightly wanted to block, right? Um, so, yeah, it's just like that kind of paid advertisement stuff, like paying people on Twitter or Instagram to promote your product and kind of pretend like, you know, they are genuinely enjoying it and, hey, come play this game with me or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Um, I will link to another Lostcast episode. This is uh, from way back. Lostcast 85, Let's Pay. And the description is, uh, controversy, YouTube, Twitch, and let's play current, uh, content creators, ethical, moral, both, neither. Wow. I wonder what we said about all that. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, kidding. Um, that's, that's from a while ago, man. This was, um, 2014, July 29th. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that name though. It's a good title. Let's pay. It's like, let's play, but, um. Yes, man. We get letters. it. You're very, yeah. Very okay. Thank you. I'm gonna pat, pat myself on the. <laughs> if I can reach my back. Good job, Matt. Good you job. did. You did all right three years ago, buddy. Here's my question, though. How do you remember these episodes? Like, did you just remember that, like, hey, there was an episode where we talked about this topic, and I'm gonna look through the list real quick. Like, well, how did you pull that, episode 85? That's a good question because because usually they're like from 10 ago, right? Right. Because you know. Yeah, it's like fresh-ish on the brain, plus we talk about the same crap over and over, but that, that doesn't last forever, right? Like, we, we probably get into ruts where we talk about the same crap for, like, a couple months or whatever. Uh, but that one I remember well because that was from... This is like LDG's heyday. We were full-time, nothing but LDG at the time. A Wizard Lizard uh, came out in July, mid-July, and it did pretty well. Wait, so it's June? No, June... Anyway, it came out around that time, and so we were we were in a good spot, and we both went to GDC and we met with uh, Yogscast. Oh, and that was at Thirsty Bear, which is a place that I go to practically every time I'm in San Francisco. Usually, multiple times right. when I go to um, GDC. Actually, I'll put a link in the show notes to an uh, interview with uh, Patrick Klug of Greenheart Games because I last time I was at GDC, I talked to him there. This is like the LG equivalent of a clip episode. Yay! <laughs> right? Clips episode. It's the laziest type of entertainment. I love it. Um, where's it going with that? Yeah, because it comes up a lot, I guess. Is um, you know, people talk about the uh the, the pay for play dilemma because uh around the time that we were talking to them, that's the kind of thing that, that was going around the news cycle, you know? Right. And uh I don't know. We were looking into it. It's like uh, the kind of deal that i'm fine with is like look play the damn game and i don't care if you like it i don't care if you don't like it i don't like i don't want you to lie i don't want it to be disingenuous you know what i mean like if it's just an authentic you know if there's no like oh you can't speak badly about the game or you have to hit these beats you have to talk about these plot points or you have to talk about how cool looking the main character is and you can't use words like bad or all that crap that you hear about right some you know shadier companies having rules about if it's just like yo you know northern lion you got an audience of almost a million gamers here's our game and we'll pay you you know a flat fee here you go like we got a marketing budget right it's like the same thing as like companies should they should try out google ads buy some facebook ads whatever like spend a grand spend a couple thousand dollars in ads you know and if you can work out a deal with like a cool gaming personality just to have them play your thing there you go bada bing bada boom that's where i'm coming from i feel you anyway 
Well, I got lively for a minute there. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most were... liveliest I've been this whole podcast. Yeah, very excited. Now I need a nap. <laughs> you're all you're all worked up. Need a nap. Yeah. Nap time. Yes. Anywho, um I'm gonna be interested to see what this means for Humble Bundle because something else we haven't really even talked about, right, is like not only are these other bundle competitors in this space, right? But you've got Steam, the old guard, right? and itch.io who's been doing pretty cool like i don't think they're like humble level of success right but they must be eating the bottom section of humble's market to some extent right yeah maybe not eating right it's not a zero-sum game but like you know you kind of see them getting into similar areas right Uh, yeah both have the virtual store and, and like i'm i would hazard a guess that the humble store makes more money like, Wait, what? The, the niche? The niche store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put money on that. Just the store. I'm not talking about bundles. I'm not talking about anything else. Not the yes. subscription, just the virtual store. Same. Yeah. So, with those other things combined, especially the bundle, which is, oh, yeah. I would imagine, always been the primary breadwinner, uh, then, yeah. I would think they're doing just fine. Itch seems more like um, <laughs> niche. Yeah. Itch to niche, right? But it's what it's got is the um, the lowest hanging fruit. Right, it's got the least um, barrier to entry because right. I think uh, maybe this isn't true anymore. But no, maybe you can just create your own widgets now in Humble. You can but anyway. Like it's just rapidly becoming known as this. Like oh, it's easy. Just you know, make an account. Bam, you can upload whatever you want. People can download your game. People can pay you or not. Like it's kind of you know, drag and drop, plug and play, easy peasy. There was a cast where I was talking about this about how ooh. I thought Ooh. that itch was a better choice for now you're talking independent game. <laughs> Soul Fitch? That can't be it. <laughs> do you just have Oh, a, maybe it is. Do I you, do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Yep. I know where you're going. Okay, good. Well and, and yes. <laughs> uh maybe it was this one because it lists uh H.io is the first thing of the show notes. This is Lost Cast one sixty four Soul Fitch. <sighs> no. C minus. That's a terrible uh, podcast name. Yeah, that's not good. Matt Hackett, 2016, March 8th. So that was when LDG was like, boo. <laughs> oh, God. What, what happened to all our Wizards Lizard money? No. I think it no. was because it was talking about, we were talking about Indie Game Sim, I think. It was like post Indie Game Sim. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Sorry. Where that came from? <laughs> was it wait? Was it post? No, th- no, because any game sim launched. Um, oh, it was the December previous March then, 20, 2016. Yeah, you know, actually, I don't. Any mean, game sim was probably just a twinkle in my eye at this time. That's right, it was. <laughs> so, what were you talking about? Apparently. Do you remember? Like, put oh, you. I do remember you suggesting i put indie game sim on itch i mean, being like, I don't like anything new, Jeff. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm gonna use humble because it's the cream of the crop. <laughs> That's that's how you sounded. <laughs> that's a good voice. That was great. It sounded just like me. I thought so. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use humble. <laughs> They'll never get bought. <laughs> but I mean, uh, who really cares if they do anyway? I just at the time, really. and and I haven't, you know, I'm sort of out of touch with this stuff. But at the time that I was looking at this stuff, itch has a much better interface and is much easier to like set up your own widget, have your own page, have your own like forum like i kind of felt like they were approaching that specific angle better than humble did right because like mm-hmm. 
it always seemed like the Humble thing was like an afterthought, right? It's like when we first up signed up for Humble, it was like, here's a Google Docs form, right? And then like, yeah, <laughs> send us the stuff and we'll make you a badge, right? You can edit it yourself, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, right. that stuff's gotten a lot better, right? Like you can, they have tools and stuff now that you can do all that stuff with. So it's, it's fine. Yeah. But I feel like I, it's kind of beat them to the punch, right? They had to play catch up a little bit. Yeah. And so Humble is also in uh, San Francisco and web development is a funny thing, isn't it? Cause that's what we're talking about. They needed like a better website, user interface and someone's got to write some HTML and some CSS and some JavaScript for you. Right. Right. And I feel like if you're scrappy, web dev is easy. But if you like, if you're a legit developer in San Francisco, web dev is extremely expensive. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So that's that's actually you know okay. Here comes Itch with like boom, we got all these features, and Humble's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this is gonna be expensive. All right, well we'll catch up. We will. This is not impossible to make. You know, like we'll do it. But like we're gonna ching. Like you gotta you're gonna spend to get well, there. I feel like I mean this is obviously wild speculation, but oh yeah, no yeah, t- <laughs> our tiger hats are have exploded at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this stuff always seemed like the like a few people who were really passionate about it, right? And like wanted to make like a really good experience. And you really can't, you know, you can't put a price on that kind of thing, right? Whereas like, you I'll know, if Humble out. had to go do that, they're like, they would have to hire a, you know, probably a team of web devs to do whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm on itch.io is about page right now. I want to see people's faces. Whenever I click on an about fa- a page, I want to see someone's face. <laughs> Anyone. And I don't, I don't really like people's faces. I don't I don't want to see them in other contexts so much. I'd rather see like a, I don't well, know, some pixelated graphics or like a, company, a puppy. It's usually yeah. not, you don't really want the marketing blurb, right? You don't want the like, blah, blah, blah. Is a leader we are an open marketplace for independent digital creators with a focus on independent, like, yo, my name's, you know, Josh. And I made this site and I got some investments, some friends or like, you know, like I want to see it. I actually like the about pages where it's like, here's 20 people. We took a group photo. This is us. We are the people working on this, like employees kind of thing, right? It's easier to like uh, associate with, you know, it's like, yeah, it takes them from being faceless entities to, you know, all these people made this, right? Like that's the human connection is stronger than almost anything else, right? Yeah. And the thing is, um, with a lot of webs, especially the website, just the open web, you never know what you're looking at. It could be like a 13-year-old kid in their basement made this website, and it's like, we are a global manufacturer of... And you're like, that might even be true with, with the way like yeah, it right. works these days, right? Like, yeah, no, I do. I've got someone in China who makes these things for me, and I sell them in Quebec. And you're like, uh, that's yeah, okay, that yeah. Happens. So, yeah, you're an international distributor. Okay, but I want to know, like, are you a multi-million dollar company, or are you like... <laughs> like me sitting in my pajamas at home or maybe it's like that's a both. wide spectrum <laughs> yeah and maybe both like i just i want a little peek that's what i'm saying i'm getting off into the weeds the tangential weeds here but i'm just saying i want to peek into your world i don't want some blurb you're some kind of stalker i think yeah <laughs> oh yeah i want links to facebook page actually this is not even kidding i think it was it gitlab there's like pictures of everybody's faces and then there's links to their twitters and stuff and i'm like yeah nice you know you can stalk all that like you know they're humans you, you can tweet at them and be like your product sucks or something you know because <laughs> that's what you do when you have access to people i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why i went straight there i really shouldn't people yeah. do that to, uh, you know people have done it to us you can Although, tweet at them and be like your product is great and your shining faces look so glorious 
But in our experience, we've received much more positive feedback, like direct positive feedback than negative feedback. That's true. I feel like that's true. Like I would say, even though the like the negative messages hurt, you know, like they stand Mm -hmm. out more as we've talked about, but I would say it's like at least 10x positive messages that we get. Yeah. Not that our volume is very high or no representative of all game developers in general i feel like the bigger you get the more the percentage changes you know for small for sure developers like us the haters like don't care about us right so yeah we, we mostly just get people that are like cool i think a big part of it too is how um personal you are right because if you are a small company known to be run by few people and if you do have you know pictures of your freaking faces up there people yeah. know that you're like mean, you're human beings yeah and I th- honestly i think lost cast goes a long way in that regard right because you know some people play the games they've never heard of us and they don't care but you know a lot of people um who actually do play our games they do so not even because the games are that spectacular but because they listen to the podcast and the behind the scenes and they hear the he, like they're we're, you know we're dudes and we're trying right like we're not the biggest assholes in the world right like <laughs> there's there's a there's a personal element there like it's you probably don't hate our guts if you if you probably. are an avid listener you know what i'm saying like the human element goes a long way to me and right. i think that um i like i just like personal companies I like companies independently owned oh was that a was that a was that a ding at, at humble i Ooh. think it was i was gonna Ooh. say no I, I just i threw that in there i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> we like but it's on some topic. integrity no. That's right. Who would ever sell? No, I mean, no. like I would. I mean, picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like I don't know. Like picture a world where it was like we're going to acquire LDG and inject a bunch of money into it, and you can make the games that you want, and blah blah blah. You know, like it's it sounds really cool. Like it does having access to the resources that a larger company has. Uh, right, sounds awesome. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. I mean, there's definitely nothing wrong with with the situation. I just think right. it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. You know, like all these people are kind of competing in the marketplace and they all have strengths and weaknesses. You know, humble brought something new to the table, but I feel like that new thing has become somewhat passe to an extent. Yeah. And, and so like, I kind of <clears throat> wonder what is the next step for them, right? Like, is it the publishing? Is it the subscription? You know, is jump a threat to that? Is itch.io a threat? You know, what do you, you know, are you making any inroads against steam whatsoever? You know, those are all really interesting questions, right? And yeah, for sure. Especially when something is being bought for, you know, who knows how much money. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they just closed it and I just don't know. But I mean, when I think about Humble sometimes over the last like year, I picture this like mouth biting it. All right, bear with me. All right. So on the bottom, <laughs> you got itch, right? Right. Coming up from the bottom with game jams and it's um, frictionless accessibility and then from the top you've got steam which is kind of a ceiling for humble because a big reason people got really into the bundles in the first place is because they come with steam keys right right so this has been true for a long time and for a lot of games on humble is if you buy the game you're kind of getting two copies you get a uh, humble key which means it's a permanent part of your humble library you can download it whenever you want a lot of the times it's dr for drm free right and it comes with a steam key which is its own a whole other thing you could give it to a friend you could use it yourself. You could go sell it on various uh, creepy websites, which a lot of people do. It is kind of two copies, but uh, I think to a lot of people, what they see is the most valuable part of that purchase is the Steam key, right? Because as we talked about before, it's got all the social hooks. It's got this like 
currency you know like you can dangle the words like steam key above like a avid pc gamer and they just start like drooling like oh, give me steam key. yeah you know what i'm saying like it's it's a valuable part of that purchase and so well, that hit. is almost like a like a ceiling to humble because they're never going to be like i mean not never but like in that in that light that it's very unlikely that they're going to overtake someone like humble uh <laughs> someone like steam right yeah well especially like you said since so much <laughs> of their business is sort of like piggybacking on the value that steam has created exactly right and uh right. one wonders right like what was happening at valve you know I, I know that their stance on allowing people to resell steam keys is like pretty open right or, or at least they don't seem to be taking much action against it it has been so far yeah um and you wonder like are they just cool you know they're like no nah, we don't care like that's cool it brings more gamers to us we like it we're fine you know maybe that's just kind of their attitude right and like being a privately held company um with i feel like you know sort of like a benevolent dictator kind of situation <laughs> like yep. that's a decision you could easily see being made right versus like you have a board of directors right and they're like all their lawyers are like we cannot allow this to happen you know humble is making money off the back of our thing and blah 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 we have to sue them yeah that's like, a legit thing with like a, a publicly owned company um has all these laws attached to it and stuff, right? Like there could be decisions that just come through the board and that's the way it has to be now. And it's also this too. I remember hearing about this from when I was at Yahoo and they were talking about selling to Microsoft is um, it is not legal for the board members to do something that would like to make a decision basically that would decrease um, not make shareholder money. value, right? That that's it exactly yeah. right, and that's not true if you're privately held, right? Like Gabe Newell could be like, "Burn it to the ground." <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have enough money now. All Steam users are uh, like cut ban them off. everyone, like, ban everyone. Yeah, like you know, yeah. he he has the power to do that if he wants. But with a publicly um, traded company, like you can get, you can be like like um, legally responsible for that stuff, right? Yeah, like they, the shareholders could take you to court and be like, "You made this decision that lost us money," and so right, like whatever. I don't know what they do. <laughs> i think they flail you <laughs> you probably Pub public flailing i think that's that's in the that's in the books there's new legislation on that <laughs> tar and feathering <laughs> yeah yeah no you're right it was the tar yeah i forgot drawn and quartered oh that sounds awful doesn't it yeah well i don't know <laughs> could be like <laughs> what <laughs> there's no no there's no part like no yeah i don't know <laughs> good times okay we've uh we've babbled enough about <laughs> our tiger hats have uh have swollen they're yes. now tiger heads <laughs> we don't know we don't know what we were talking about but uh humble's a cool place uh we've partnered with them for many years and um it's it's been a good relationship we like them a lot uh and we hope that continues in the future and it's interesting to see them um uh, purchased by ign and uh, i will be I, seriously i i can't wait to see the news that comes up you know even if it's six months from now like <laughs> status quo still going to humble i'll be like okay cool that's like i just i want to know like i care yeah. Sign me up. Subscribe me to Humble News because I want to know. We're going to play you out with... I actually know this time. I don't always know. But this time, um, this is going to be the last track from Joshua Morris's latest album, which is called Waveform X2. 
uh, and it's really cool. You should check it out on on Bandcamp. And this is gonna be the last track called Wired. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Ship it.